Oh, vegans. Get your carny tears ready, baby. I'm pouring some carny tears right now. Here we go. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can't fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. This is a channel for This is a channel for This is a channel for It does, does it? Well, guys. It's time for the pre-shift. I'm so glad that you are all alive for one more day of veganism. You know, it's not every day that I get to talk to beautiful vegan people. It's not every day that I get to meet vegan people. Today, you know, I woke up today and I had my Craigslist ad has been answered. I was like, I just put a Craigslist ad out there and said, are there any vegan people out there that want to hold a camera while I dress up like Scooby-Doo in front of the Trader Joe's and ask some questions about animal abuse? And people are now are now responding. And I think that's pretty badass. You know, I've got I've got now three people who want to work with me to do some serious outreach. So I'm stoked. You know, it's it's just, you know, everyone says it's hard, but it ain't hard. It well, the the making ends meet parts hard. So if you don't mind, please go to veganofcourse.net and buy a damn t-shirt. Buy a t-shirt. Veganofcourse.net. We have got all sorts of activist gear that you're gonna love. I promise you're gonna like it. And and then if you make a if you make a short video of yourself wearing it, I'll edit into a little commercial, and we'll put you on. I think that's pretty cool too. You know, it's little things like that that make the world go round. Why not? Why not? I say. I say why not? So many people ask why. I ask why not so please go to the vegan t-shirt shop go to our vegan activist gear tonight we'll have oh, actually on friday we'll have some more and uh vegan of course we've got this one right here the the simple gray and white with the v on the on the shoulder all three sides we also have d's nuts are carbon negative i can't remember who asked for that t-shirt but somebody one of you guys asked for that t-shirt i made it so i expect somebody to buy it so please Check it out. But yeah, that part's hard. But the easy part is activism, right? You can get up and do something. I, I got on Craigslist and I was like, yo, is there anybody in Southern California, in, in, in South Orange County who wants to go out and do some vegan activism with me? And boom, man, I got a call today. That's so cool, you know? I'm making friends on the internet. I got VFFs every day I get to talk to. This is my dream come true. All I want to do is make stuff for vegan people. That's all I want to do. I think that, that that's my dream. Would you help me make my dream come true? I think you are. I think you are. Hello, Gorick. Welcome to the party. Turning veganese is gah! Hello, vegan, says vegan knave. Vegan knave, I missed you, man. Where you been? Where you been? I missed you yesterday. I came with a sore throat and a summer cold yesterday, one day before my three-week vacation. Ah, oh, gee whiz. Gee whiz. Looking forward to my interviews. Well, 
I am looking forward to those too. I can't wait. I can't wait to do it. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to try to, I'm trying to channel my inner Cliff Grant. I'll be like the American Cliff Grant. That's what I want to do because I'm not going to be as nice. I'm, I can't be as nice as Cliff Grant. You know, yeah, I think he's Irish and Irish people are very nice. They're like top of the morning to you. Would you mind very terribly if I mentioned anything to you about the animal abuse that pe that the animals suffer in, in the slaughterhouses? I, I can't talk like that. Uh, like for me, I can talk like that as a joke, but it's like flexing a muscle. I can't do it for forever. F Irish people are so are so, Irish people are so kind and so gentle, so 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 peaceful that it's almost like when they talk about animal rights, it's like, oh, you guys, how could I not go vegan? You guys are so nice. I think if everyone were Irish, then we would all be vegan. <laughs> no, wait. If all the vegans were Irish, then we would have a lot more vegans because they'd be able to, you know, uh, convert more people. I think so. Is it so hard not to abuse animals? Also, if everybody was a Parisian burlesque dancer, if all the vegans were Parisian bur burlesque dancers, we would also have a lot more vegans. What do you say? Mm. Oh, the vegan. It's good. Hold on. I keep on. I, I'm very. I'm very self-conscious about the light in here because ever since we changed the setup, the lights are all weird. So maybe you guys, maybe that'll help. I don't know if this is helping, but either way, um, I don't know if you guys saw, but t today's the day, guys. Today is the day. You won't believe your eyes. Have you ever heard of xenotransplantation? Xenotransplantation. Is is a is today the future is now, guys? How do you feel about it? Pig kidney works in a donated animal body for over a month, a step toward animal human transplants. <sighs> is this a good idea? I don't think so. There's a picture of it. I'm not really exactly sure. This says it's a pig's kidney into a brain dead man in New York City um, on July 14th, 2023. So now it's been a month and uh, he's urinating, apparently. So now he's he's got a pig's liver in him and he's urinating. But here's the thing. There, there's the pig's liver right there. Um, the thing about this crazy thing, about this procedure, it makes it different. I'm sure you remember, people have tried in the past, they've taken baboon hearts and put them into humans. They've taken all sorts of animals and, and ripped them apart and then taken their organs, harvested their organs and put them inside of human beings. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's horrible. It's horrible, and I think that human beings are disgusting for doing this because what's the pig got to do with it? Why? Why? Because my 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 kidney's not working. I'm like, hey, you got one? You got one? You're you're giving it? Oh, it'd be like, could you go to a human being and say, uh, I need your kidney. You're gonna have to give it to me now. Like that would be so disgusting. You can't do that. Why? Because humans are persons. Could you do it with a criminal? Could you take their kidney? No, because humans are persons but all of a sudden with pigs it's all right and that really that really scares me but here's the real you think that's the you think that's the scary part there's there's even more there's more there's even more why you cannot take a okay 
So now the big difference is this particular pig has been genetically modified in order to have kidneys that will not be rejected by the human body. So in the past, if they took a, a, a pig's kidney and they stuck it in you, a human, I'm, I'm assuming that we're all human here, we're watching this. So if you're a human, you know, assumptions have to be made, and they stick a kidney of a pig in you, that your body will reject that kidney because you're, you're, it's not human. You, 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 the, your body is like, no, uh, this is a foreign, a foreign object. We need to get rid of it. UFO in my belly. If you don't want those UFOs in your belly, so your body will reject it, get it out of you as soon as possible, and you'll die. So now they've taken pig hit pigs from birth, genetically modified them so that they won't have whatever it makes, whatever makes us um, reject the pig kidney. Which means that they're being bred already, just for the clinical trials, they are being bred to to give us organs they're being bred for their organs so that we can stick them into humans they're saying this is the future of transplant world um animal organs to save human lives they're racing to learn how offer a remark this offers a remarkable rehearsal they say they're entering the second month so far, it's looking like it is. Is this really going to work like a human organ? It said, they say, yes, we think so. Um, it looks even better than a human kidney, says Montgomery, as he replaced a deceased man's own kidneys with a single kidney from a genetically modified pig and watched it immediately start producing urine. They're saying it works better than a human kidney. Of course, why wouldn't it? If you think about it, why couldn't I have a liver from a tiger? You know, a, a tiger can drink salt water. This is the answer, guys. We don't need to stop poisoning the oceans. We just need to breed tigers, genetically modify tigers, and take their livers and transplant them into our bodies so that we can drink seawater. It makes perfect sense. Why not? Makes perfect sense. Why would you, this is, this is what's going to happen in the future, right? Hopefully I'm not going to be alive to see it. The world's going to get so poisoned and horrible that rather than actually fix the problem by stopping killing animals, the rich will be able to afford genetically modified lungs to breathe the horrible air, will be able to get genetically modified. Because what, what animal has great lungs? Why can't we just take those lungs from them? They'll work better than ours. All we need to do is gen genetically modify them that our body won't reject them. That's all we need to do. It's so simple. I mean, what the hell? The sister of the brain-dead man said she struggled with this, but the brain-dead man, Mo is his name, he liked helping others, and I think this is what my brother would want. Your brother would want a pig organ in him whilst being brain-dead? I mean, imagine this. This is why This is why cadavers should not be used for this type of shit. I, I just like... This brain-dead human... <laughs> the sister's like, yeah, go ahead and put a pig's put a pig's kidney in him. 
these sons of bitches explains why Indians have animal heads with human body. That's exactly, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's it, Antonio. You got it. Now more than ever, we need to move away from animal use, and they come up with this. Yep. Well, this is, I mean, why not, why not genetically modify whatever part of an animal that we want so that we, our body can absorb it? Because that's the thing. Our bodies have been the part that rejects these things. Well, we can genetically modify the pig. Don't we don't need to genetic genetically modify ourselves? This was so messed up. Forever, science fiction is being like we're going to be the ones who genetically modify ourselves. That's like there's a huge thing in Star Trek about that. It's against the law in Star Trek to genetically modify yourself. But what's funny is that we don't. We're not going to genetically modify ourselves. We'll genetically modify the animals around us and stick them into our bodies. Like. This is now. This isn't science fiction. This is actually happening. My pet oyster is watching this, and he finds it very offensive. And you see this human. <laughs> well, scallops have eyes. I, I, I am, I am open to scallops watching this. Only a planetary, on a planetary scale. This is too much. Yeah, it's too much. We crossed the line years ago. We crossed the line when we started breeding animals. Now we're genetically modifying them struggled with it he's going to be in the medical books and he will live on forever she added what about the pig what about the pig does the pig get a name did the pig get a name what's different last year university of maryland surgeons made up history by made history by transplanting a gene edited pig heart into a dying man who was out of other options he survived only two months before the organ failed for reasons that aren't fully understood but that offers lessons for future attempts they're going to try with hearts why not put a pig heart Take the pig's heart. You take the heart, I'll take the kidneys. What the hell? It's disgusting. So, in the end, <laughs> the University of Maryland's Dr. Mohammed Moedin uh, cautions that it's not clear how closely a deceased body will mimic a live patient's reactions to a pig organ, but that this research educates the public about xenotransplantation so people will not be shocked when it when it's time to try again in the living. This is this kind of reminds me, not to say that, not to bring up Peter Singer, but Peter Singer, an, one of the things I remember about his book was like at the end of every horrible uh, test on an animal, it was always like, oh, and, and more further testing is needed. You got to test a little bit more to make sure we're right. And I feel like this is, this is, uh, we're not really sure because this guy's brain dead, but uh don't be shocked when it starts happening in living people. Wait till you meet your first person, guys, that has a dog colon. Because after all, dogs don't get colon cancer. Omni Real omnivores don't get colon cancer. We do. Why would you not have a dog colon put in your butt? Wouldn't that make more sense than living around with this human colon? Why would you want a human colon? You could genetically modify a dog colon and put it in your butthole, and then you don't have to worry about colon cancer anymore. In fact, you can eat anything. You can eat a tin can and be just fine. Maybe we'll get the stomach of a goat. I'll have the stomach of a goat, please. It'll be like at a, at a, at a, at a menu at a restaurant. Um, yes, I'll have the pig's kidney. I'll have the baboon's heart. Uh, yes, the, the dog colon sounds great. Yes. Is it good this time of year? Yes. Fantastic. And, um, the, uh, the stomach of a goat. That sounds, that sounds perfect. Just replace all of my internal organs, please. 
pretty soon they'll try to find elephant penises and tack them onto people. We'll all be walking around like Island of Dr. Moreau or some shit. If each cell contains all genes, then phantom memory from the cells can manifest the recipient of the individual's life. Wouldn't that be interesting? Now, there you go. Oh, dick of a... I said elephant. Ooh, Gorick. I said elephant. I call, I call dibs on the elephant. I want the elephant transplant, please. Uh, the belly of a goat and the penis of an elephant. Everyone will be happy then, right? Oysters live up to 20 years. Clams live 500 years. Good morning, Jonesy LaFay. We need to modify animals to be able to fight back. Now we have to modify the animals. Yeah, let's just modify all the animals. Why not? Yeah, I like. I think that's a good idea. Why was he dying in the first place? I don't know why Mo was dying in the first place. Why did Mo? Why did Mo? Why was Mo dying? I mean, I read this article this morning. I don't remember. Picketings might want to help the shortage of lifespan persuaded by the family. Fifty-seven-year-old Maurice Mo Miller from upstate New York. It doesn't say why he was dying. He was brain dead, though. I think he must have suffered some kind of brain injury. That's my assumption is that he got in a car accident or something and his brain stopped working. So they're like, um, let's try this kidney transplant on him. Like his kidney transplants were his kidneys were fine, but his brain was gone. And that was why they used him to test on. It's too bad you can't say the same thing about the pig, huh? But also, this goes back to sentience. Isn't it a violation of Mo to use his body? The body still belongs to Mo as far as I'm concerned. Why are we using Mo's body to test putting kid kidneys from pigs into? This is back to, well, well, if it's not sentient, Sky, why are you such a purist? You purist, ve you gatekeeping purist vegans. Yep, that's your problem. That's the problem. Gatekeeping purist vegans. Yeah. Let's modify the humans to not modify anybody. <laughs> I like that, Gorik. Why not? Let's just modify. We'll just modify everybody. It makes perfect sense. Well, with that news, it makes me sad, but I think that we're going to need a... Uh, I think I need a, a daily affirmation. What do you guys say? Today's vegan... Al blah, 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 blah. Today's daily vegan affirmation for vegans only. If you're not vegan, GTFO. Even if you're an oyster, if you're an oyster and you're not vegan, GTFO, this is only for vegans. This is the affirmation for vegans only. I cherish my feelings and emotions. I do, because I'm coming out fighting today. I'm full of piss and vinegar. I cherish my feelings and emotions. I'm so thankful to have the sensitive emotional compass that I do. I am sense, you know, I'm a sensitive little flower. I'm like a mimosa, you know? Mimosa is not just a drink. Mimosa is actually a beautiful flower that's got this strange thing that happens that when you punch it, it, it like, it, 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 sh it shrinks. It, the, the flower, it shrinks. It's called a mimosa. I'm like a mimosa. I'm just a delicate little flower. My happiness comes easily when I follow what feels good and tend to myself when I feel bad. You gotta follow what feels good, attend to yourself when you feel bad. That makes sense. When you're feeling bad, go meditate, man. Chill out. Drink some carny tears. My emotions are constantly leading me back to my truth, my peace, and my purpose. My emotions are constantly leading me back to my truth, my peace, and my purpose. 
I think that's true. That's why I want vegans to get angry. That emotion leads you back to your truth, your peace, and your purpose. I think that's totally true. You know, like sometimes I get I get a little down because oh no, all these carnies. You know, every time I see hear another carny tell me that we've been we've been we've been farming for a million years. That's been a new thing. We've been farming for a million years. I keep on getting that content that 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 those comments. And I'm like millions of years. Why don't you Google what humans were doing millions of years ago? We weren't farming shit. But like that anger that I feel keeps me going, man. It makes me feel like, yeah, my emotions are my compass and I'm grateful for that compass. I hope you're grateful for your compass too, you beautiful vegan, beautiful be vegan beings. Yeah, that's your uh, daily affirmation for vegans only. I hope you like it. Mm. Ah, carny tears are so good. I got to stop. Just gotta stop making humans. That's a you know what? It, I read stuff like that, Alawali Blue, about v humans modifying animals to put their kidneys in their bellies. I, I I I read stuff like that, and I think, yeah, maybe these anti-natalists got the right idea. You know, maybe human beings, like we shouldn't even be here. Like we've we've definitely we've definitely crossed we crossed so many. Line the nexus of human and animal relation. The nexus of humans and animals is nothing but pain and torture. We should not be doing this. We, it's that poor pig. Think about that. This poor pig born into the world, probably pampered. Honestly, they probably pampered this poor pig because they they wanted to make sure the the the, the kidney was going to be okay. And then one day, they slit the animal's throat there, there's no way they couldn't lethal they couldn't do the lethal injection right because they don't want to damage the kidneys so how do you think they killed that poor pig or what they did they anesthetized the pig and they took the living kidney out and put that kidney into a human i bet you that's how they did it right the the pig's alive when they take the pig they take the kidney out it has to be that has to be what they did and then they just uh, sewed up the kidney, sewed up the pig, and uh, let him die. I'm guessing that's probably what happened. <laughs> they probably must have been using the Star Trek guy to sentience. Yeah, maybe that's true. Vegan safari. Twelve thousand years for farming, right? Exactly. About 10,000 BC for farming. Thank you, Jonesy LaFay. Our resident archaeologist agrees with me. About 10,000 BC is the first evidence of farming. Bingo. Before that, we were just basically looking for berries in the forest and coming across cadavers from time to time. We were carrion eaters. We're completely opportunistic. Like, oh, let's try this. Don't eat that one. I'm dead. You know, that's kind of what we were doing before that. Before 10, a million years ago, were there even humans a million years ago, Jonesy? I don't even think there was such a thing as a human a million years ago. Gotta have heat to move. We don't need Karina an aneurysm. <laughs> we must continuously connect with our conscience and follow our moral obligation and moral compass. Absolutely. My compass, you gotta have an emotional compass with this for this life. You know what I'm saying? Or else what are we doing? You, know, you feel me? Hopefully, they put them down instead of having them suffer. I'm almost positive they put the pig. They put the pig under. They they anesthetized the pig and took the kidney out while he was still breathing. I'm I'm almost positive that's what happened. There's I don't think there's any other 
way that they would do it because it's all about trying to keep the the organs alive for as long as possible right why would you risk even a moment if you could have a pig and a human like a frankenstein bet you know like you know like when they take batman and uh the joker and they switch their brains you know and they're laying side by side like Ugh. that's that's what i imagine the pig and the human but the human doesn't have a brain but the pig does so in this case Oh, you mean after the, yeah, no, consent matters. Exactly. But only one could consent, right? The pig, the pig did not consent. The human had no brain. So that's pretty, That I, I think that's a no. When someone can't consent, that means no. If someone, that's just something everyone should learn. If someone cannot consent, that means no. That That's a no. It's, it's, it's very simple. The pig couldn't consent because they can't because he can't speak. Mo, the fifty-seven-year-old brain-dead gentleman, human, he couldn't consent because he's brain dead. I think this is a horror story, and the the newspapers are like, "Oh, it's fuck! It's the it's the future, guys! It's genius! These geniuses over in New York." We had to invent tools for hunting because we don't have the teeth and claws and no modern humans didn't exist a million years ago, only 100,000 years ago for humans. That's exactly what I said. These idiots are like, well, humans have been eating animals for a million years. There haven't been humans for a million years. Plus, the Stone Age spear, I know archaeologists will say that like we had the Stone Age spear to kill mammoths, but I totally disagree with that assessment. I think we had the Stone Age spear to protect our shit from other humans. I'm almost positive that's why the Stone Age spear existed. You're going to kill a mammoth with that, that little tiny spear? The Stone Age spear, that tiny little rock at the end of a stick? I don't think so. I don't think that's killing a mammoth. Frat boys everywhere crying their eyes out right now. <laughs> yeah, if you, can't, if, you can't, if you can't say yes, it's a no. That's how it works. Like, that's how consent works. Jonesy, have you seen the thing about Naledi? I want to know what you think. Homo habilis was the first tool user and stood up right, but not quite what we consider human today. Thank you, Jonesy. Our resident archaeologist has a little bit of knowledge to drop on you. Have you seen the Cave of Bones, the Naledi uh, movie on, on Netflix? It's so good. It's so good. It's like it's like there's a space creature. It's just a whole other species of, of, of Homo Naledi, and they're like, building fires and burying their dead and stuff and, and they, they're even like designing things on the walls it's out of this world it took several spears to kill a mammoth and it had to be trapped or driven off a cliff first that's exactly right they scared that they could scare the mammoth right but i think that the that the stone age spear probably was mostly for like defense like they come across a bear and they're like get away from me bear or they come around across a human and the human's like give me your berries and they're like get away from me human i'm guessing that's what the stone age spear was for the stone age spear is not something very uh very very threatening stone age spear the stone age spear i mean Look at this thing. This thing is not something I believe human beings were. Look at this. This is the Stone Age spear. That's the that's that's what we had, and and people think that we were hunters. They think we were master hunters, apex predators with this little thing. I don't think so. I think this little thing was made to defend us from mountain lions and even goats 
any other animal. Like human beings were like, uh, we're not very strong, so we need to have this stick with this little stone at the end. So if anything gets near you, just poke it a little bit. They're scared. The other animals get scared really easily. So just give them a little poke and they'll run away. Like, I think that's what this spear was for. Like, get away from me. You know, like you're walking alone in the forest with the spear and a bear comes along. You're like, go away from me, bear, and you stick him. And the bear goes away because bears don't want to get stuck with a spear. But you don't kill the bear. Unless you're lucky, I guess. You know, you can eat the bear because you're, you know, a, a prehistoric human. A prehistoric human. Children differently abled and animals cannot give consent. Thank you very much for that tip, Hannah, cons Hannah, Hannah Moon Vegan. I, I rather pressure cook them into a fine mash. <laughs> Dude, you can microwave potatoes and microwave. Sorry, off topic. I live in efficiency and got a bag for it. Yeah. You can microwave. We microwave uh, baked potatoes all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> Most people don't, still don't stand upright from a mental point of view. Right. Anyway, next time someone tells you they've been a million years of killing animals, tell them, um, actually, uh, farming only started about 12,000 years ago. And... Uh, we probably weren't very good at farming animals. We probably didn't. We didn't really get good at farming animals until about 1960 when we were, got really good at it. Super efficient with mechanization. That's when after, after World War II, we got super good at it, much to the detriment of ourselves and the other tribes of Earth. Guys, don't forget to like the video if you're here. Thank you for being here. Thank you. No, no injustice. Last. Thank you for not being. No injustice lasts forever. Had a had a conflicting premiere today. I felt so. I felt so slighted. I was like, Nilf, Brian, why would you do that to me, Brian? Why? Why would you do that to me, Brian? You know, I do this every day. You know how sad I am when I don't have my vegan friends to watch the show. So thank you, VFS, for being here. If you are here, please. I see there's even a couple people on Twitch. Please, if you're here, uh, like the video because uh, that's how the algorithm works. We're all e-beggars. I'm. I heard. I heard. I heard vegan gaze yesterday call herself an e-beggar, and I'm like, maybe I need to be an e-beg. Hey guys, please donate some money. Can you tip me? Can you give me some money? That's an interesting. I never heard that term before, e-beggar, but now I have. Thanks, vegan gaze. She's kind of my favorite. Vegan Gaze is kind of my favorite uh, streamer. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that there's this new, there's the, the word of the day, I think is a great one for vegans to learn because I think every vegan feels this, especially when they're confronted with the facts. And I never, I, I, I've used this a lot, but never in this, you know, it's, I, I, one of the things that I love about the word of the day is that sometimes it reintroduces me to words that I don't really use that often. And that's something I love. Today, the word of the day is chasten. Chasten is to, when you chasten someone, is to cause them to feel sad or embarrassed about something that has happened, or in other words, to make them feel more humble or restrained. I felt chastened when I went vegan, when I saw what happens to animals, and when I realized that this is just a form of bondage, a form of slavery, a form of oppression a horrible, gross use of power, a tyranny. I was chastened as a human being. I was embarrassed. I was humbled. I felt like, what the hell have I been doing all this time? I felt horribly chastened when I became vegan. 
He was arrogant as a young man, but he has become chastened by life's hardships and is now more cognizant of his own failings and weaknesses. Oh, that's a good one. All right. As you get older, you become a bit more chastened by life's hardships. Uh, in March 2023, just this weird on this this year on uh, Ars Technica, Auto Pacific asked people looking to buy a new vehicle about their interest in 11 different features, starting with a data plan for the car for a hypothetical price of $15 a month. The result may chasten some of the investors, demanding that the car companies keep traveling down this path. The most in-demand or desirable feature was internet connection with a Wi-Fi hotspot, but only 30% of people looking to buy a new car said they were interested in paying for their car's internet access. 15% chastened by that result can you be chastened by data i like that so much i think i think this is such a great word for vegan activists and i can't wait to use it honestly i'm pretty excited about every word you know i can't lie but this one's got me pretty jazzed mm. i think i'm gonna use it a lot today i know nil if you stole my crowd wtf why would you do that to me I changed it to 1030, but guess you got to delete the original premiere again at the time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Elle is a top ledger. That's true, too. She is. Um, <laughs> you should have just done it, Nilf. I, 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 know, I, I, ain't no, uh, I ain't no hater. I'm sometimes a hater. I'm not going to hate on you, though. I'm not going to hate on you. All right. Buck up, logophiles. I'm a logophile. Are you a logophile? I'm a logophile. Someone who loves words. There's no need to fret if you have a hard time sussing out the finer distinctions between chasten, castigate, and chastise. Three verbs with overlapping histories and meanings. That's great. Castigate. That's a good word too, huh? All three come via different roots from the Latin verb castigare, meaning to punish. And all have been used to refer to physical punishment, but today are more likely to refer to a verbal dressing down than a rap on the knuckles or worse. However... While one is usually castigated or chastised by another person, one can be chastened, made to feel humility or embarrassment by a humbling situation or experience. Just don't let encountering an unfamiliar or subtle word be one of them. <laughs> I like that. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Awesome. Chasten. I, this is I, – I love this shit. So – I hope that uh, when, when I when I see things like gas chamber footage, I am chastened as a human being because human beings are taken down a notch by our own brutality. When we are faced by how inhumane humanity really is, we're so inhumane, it's almost ridiculous that we even use the word humane ever when you figure out what we've been doing. And I'm chastened, chastened by, by the brutality of man. And that's your word of the day. My name is Sky Jack Morgan. That's the word of the day. I hope you love it. Hope you use it. You beautiful vegan activists. Thanks. Our attempt to chasten. <laughs> vegan to just stop eating oysters may be futile. Yeah, I don't think he's ever been chastened in his life. He's been castigated and chastised, though, for sure. We chastised him, but no chastisement will ever chasten him. Mmm. You could drop the may now. <laughs> Our attempt may be futile. Yeah. <laughs> drop the may. You don't need to. Great. Thank you, Walla Walla Blue Vegan. All right. So I know that today on this 
we have a couple things going on in the word on the history, and we're already halfway through. So some might say, I won. I get more likes than he has. <laughs> Everyone gets more likes than me, so I'm just glad that we still I still get to talk to vegans. That's all I care about. If you even like the video, please do. Um, I can't wait, though. I'm going to do some vegan outreach this week. It's got to happen, man. It's got to happen because, because it has to. It has to. I need to have some some outreach on my channel before, like, all I have is a couple protests on my channel, and those are great and everything, a couple disruptions and protests, but I need to do, I need to have a major outreach part of my channel, and I can't wait to do it. And all these people on, um, on Craigslist and on Facebook and even on Reddit are saying they're going to help me. How exciting is that? I'm excited. I, you triple like the video. Thank you. <laughs> You're just gonna let this slide. <laughs> just let this slide. You gotta let something. I'm 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 an I'm a I'm a pacifist. You know. You gotta let things slide. <laughs> Doing outreach restored some of my faith in humanity for real. Vegan Nave, you know what? That makes me feel good. I'm a little bit nervous because I'm such a big person, but I've got this thing. I've gonna. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a lot of pizzazz to it. I'm going to bring some of my, my theater background into my activism, and I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. Plus, um, I'm working on this thing with Jess McKay. we got lots of cool stuff coming up uh, for the activism side of the channel, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And, um, but I also want to say, any of you guys who are um, – out in the sticks or you're someplace where you're like, well, I don't have anyone that'll do activism for me. Go on Facebook, go on Craigslist and just put, hey, I want to do some vegan activism. Does anybody want to help me? I just need one person. And somebody will say yes. I I now have like three, four, I have four strangers um, that I've never met before who are saying, let's go. And so if that could happen for me, I'm positive it could happen for you. Even if you live in Oklahoma or BFE, you could always, you could always find someone to – you could always find a VFF even in BFE. <laughs> and you know what? Each nexus of vegan friendship – each nexus of vegan friendship could help chasten the humans that we uh, – that that we encounter. What do you say? Those are some words of the day that I'm trying to use. Give you a like. Thanks, baby. That's a good idea. Dang. Thank you, Alawale Blue. I have them sometimes. So I'm really excited because I've, I live in South Orange County and it sometimes feels like there's no vegans around me. I, you know, I have very few vegan friends that live anywhere near me. Um, the closest, like I have my girlfriend, obviously, but like I, my closest vegan friends live... 100 miles away or something and not 100 but probably like 50 miles away so i don't get to see him that often so it's really great that i get to do that looking forward to seeing videos of your activism when will you be starting this week hopefully so we'll probably be publishing next week hopefully this week we'll be filming and then next week we'll be able to do that you've seen some of my activism you see me shouting you see me with the puppet you've seen some of my stuff but like i haven't been able to do any outreach and honestly i haven't really ever done um, like street outreach like that. Like, um, like I've done outreach, but I haven't done like Cliff Grant style. You know what I'm saying? I haven't done that. And so I'm pretty excited because I think I can do that. And I'm, I really want to, I really want to try it out. 
I hoping I was hoping Carrie would uh, be on today so I could ask say thanks for the gift. Uh, well, I'm sure she, Carrie will be here. Uh, Carrie will be here probably tonight. She's usually on the night show. So uh, today, today in history, we have this really cool thing going on. Um, you know, gold first discovered in the Klondike in 1896. Huh? That's pretty exciting. Gold in the it, starting the second gold rush up into Alaska and Canada, the western side of Canada. What do you know? The British. British games, the British Empire games opened in 1930. Hey, that's something. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Direct Action Day. Widespread riots erupt in Calcutta between Muslims and Hindus over whether Pakistan should be separate state, killing uh, over 4,000 people, leaving 100,000 people homeless. That's something that, that's a piece of history people always forget about. Like between like 46 and like 1952, there were just like, widespread murders and people just losing their homes between you know on the Kashmir like where where between India and Pakistan and the the divide dividing those countries it was like one of the worst things to happen in his in world history and people never talk about it it's one of those things that always blows my mind when people do talk about it because I used to work with a lot of Indian people and a lot of Pakistani people in hospitality that were like um we call them J-1 visas. They come over and they learn how to do like our style of stuff as like work visas. They're student work visas. And so I used to work with a lot of foreign people uh, from that part of the world. And they were always shocked that I knew anything about it because everyone in America, no one talks about it. No one talks about um, things like the division of Pakistan and, uh, and, and, and India. And actually, it's basically what Gandhi got murdered over was what was going on. The the person who shot him thought that he was giving too much to Pakistan, the Hin to, to, that the Hindus were giving too much to the Muslims. But direct action day, widespread riots, 4,000 are dead, 100,000 homeless, all in one day. Think about that. One day. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, the Ramones came out with their first concert, a CBGB's, CBGB's concert, Ramones. You know, the Ramones, the Ramones used to play a song that went like this. It always, it always cracks me up. The Ramones songs are so easy to play. I don't care I don't care I don't care about this world I don't care about that girl I don't care I don't care Anyway, that's a Ramon song. Um <laughs> Ramones played their very first album, their very first concert today at CBGB's. CBGB's stands for Country Blues, Country Bluegrass, CBGB's, Country Bluegrass and Blues. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that that's what it stood for, but it became a punk, a punk show and um, a punk um, outlet uh, venue. And they played their first, their first show there today in 1974. Can you believe it? 
1974, the Ramones. It doesn't seem that long ago. Don't forget, Joey Ramone gave his life for you. Don't forget, Joey Ramone gave his life for you. Punk rock. <laughs> you think Sky's onto something here? <laughs> that was just a. That was just the easy. It's so easy. You, someone says Ramones. I'm like, yeah, I know Ramones song. Ramones songs are like the easiest songs to play. Yeah, simple and sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you could turn your computer off. You can't turn the dum-dums and apathetic parents off. Yeah. You more of dum-dums, though. It's true. Julian Assange is by far the most important historical event in this moment of time. Julian Assange, yeah, he's in, he's in today in history today. How'd you know? You know about, did you read ahead? Did you read ahead? A solar flare from the sun creates a geomagnetic storm that affects microchips leading to halt of all trading on Toronto's stock market in 1989. All right, so today's famous birthdays, we have T.E. Lawrence and uh, Menachem Began. Uh, but... Menachem Begin, he's kind of an interesting guy, right? Like he was the uh, prime minister of Israel, but he's Pol he was born in Poland, Belarus. I can't remember where he's born. Uh, yeah, he's born in Belarus. But he's such an interesting guy. Uh, he revolted against the British mandatory government, which is opposed by the Jewish agency. He was a Zionist militant, and he became the president of the Irish prime minister. Sorry, uh, Ir <laughs> Israeli prime minister. I'm talking too fast. But uh, he's such an interesting guy to me. And sometimes people are surprised that militants run Israel. But it's like, of course, like everyone, it's, it's so difficult because like if you had a movement, right, led by militants and you won, you won the movement, who do you put in charge of the new country? The general. We did the same thing in this country. George Washington was a general. He was a militant. He was a murderer. And we put him in charge of the country. <laughs> and I think that that's now in modern history, it seems so weird. But it's like, it isn't weird. It's quite normal, actually. If you lead a movement that involves military activity, the military leaders are usually the ones they put in charge of the of civilian peacetime uh, activities. That's the way it goes, uh, they're usually the ones with the most experience in dealing with all these different departments and stuff, but it also gives you this hardline conservative approach that ends up ruining kind of the party for everybody. It's just, I don't know, interesting to me. And anyway, it's his birthday today. It's also T.E. Lawrence's birthday. T.E. Lawrence, uh, if you haven't seen Lawrence of Arabia, you should. He led the, kind of started the Ottoman Empire, uh, revolt against the Ottoman Empire, the, the rebellion. He died in a motorcycle accident, but he was one of the only British people that was truly respected in that part of the world. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you totally should. Omar Sharif's in it, um, Peter, Toole, Peter O'Toole. You should see uh, Lawrence of Arabia. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. It won the Oscar and all the other stuff. We have two people, two celebrities who call themselves Taika Waititi's not vegan. Steve Carell's not vegan. Who do you guys think is the vegan in here? Who's the vegan here? Who do you think? Who do you think is the vegan? Well, Madonna, sometimes people call her a vegan, but she I've seen her wear fur. I got totally yelled at on her on her Instagram because I said, hey, I thought you were vegan. Um, really, she's just on an extremely restrictive diet that doesn't involve animals. Uh, she's just a very 
I think Madonna's kind of lost it, to be honest, man. She's got she's gone through some crazy times. I don't know what's going on with her. I think her mental illness needs to be investigated. But Madonna's not vegan. She always I hate it when people like on PETA's best um, vegan celebrities or something. Madonna's usually on there on plant based news. They'll usually quote her for saying that she's vegan, but she's not vegan. She wears leather. She wears fur. Um, so there you go. What do you th what do you think about Madonna? Um, James Cameron is an expert undersea, uh, deep sea. He's one of only three human beings to ever go to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. He made it and came back. He um, he claims he claims to be vegan, but he also hates the word vegan because he calls himself a future vor. He thinks in the future, if we're going to have one, it will be a plant-based future. He also, though, is against animal entertainment. During the Avatar 2 uh, press press circuit, he ended up um, at a SeaWorld type thing with stupid with stupid display of dolphins doing tricks and stuff. And apparently, he was totally pissed off. He said so. He wanted everyone fired. He was really upset that they had scheduled him that. And his defense was like, hey, I look at what I'm doing that day, and I go where they tell me. I'm not really in charge of my schedule. I show up, and he was pissed. And he even said during the thing, oh, and all these dolphins consented to be here. He tried to make a joke about it. He got really, and I was one of the people that was like, screw James Cameron. How dare you? This is unbelievable. But then James, James Cameron apologized. So do you think James Cameron is vegan is the question. He hates the word vegan, but uh, he knows about, he talks about consent. He talks about, yeah, the dolphin show. Jigger's talking about the dolphin show. Yeah, he did. He did. He went, but it wasn't his idea. Disney schedules these these promotion events and he's supposed to show up and answer questions and he didn't know what he was walking into supposedly and that's what he says now to take you could call him a liar but i i don't know i i've seen people who have to like politicians and others who have um their schedules all laid out for them they don't even know where they're going they get into a car they get out of the car they answer questions they get into a car they get out of the car they answer questions that's that's just what they do on these types of things. So I kind of believe him, but is he a vegan? I'll leave that up to you. I think he's, I love the term future vor. I even have, when I, I, I like talking about the future, Taika Waititi's not vegan. No, I've looked it up many times. Madonna as a vegan is as vegan as my dad-in-law. He eats bacon every day. <laughs> she turned into Rocky Dennis. I'd have I'd be having a crisis or of self if I no longer looked like how I was supposed to. Yeah, I mean it's kind of sad. Afterward, he did denounce it and said he was upset with it. Exactly, no injustice lasts forever. So I kind of give James Cameron a little bit of leeway. I think that he's the real deal. I think he's one of us. But I also know he's an older dude. He doesn't like the word vegan. So is he one of us? Uh, um, I don't know. But I do think that he's against animal exploitation and he understands that animals can't consent to the things that we're doing to them and that's why it's wrong. And to me, that's a pretty good step. So I'm going to say for today, tentatively, don't hang me. I think today, happy birthday, James Cameron, you beautiful vegan bastard. I'm so glad that you're alive and at least you're trying. You know, because I also heard that even Crafty on Avatar 2 was vegan, that he made sure that everyone ate vegan while on set of Avatar 2. And to me, 
That's pretty badass. That's a badass move. When you're in charge, you're the director, you get to choose what everybody eats, and you make them all eat vegan. I'm into it, man. I'm into it. I like it. Take that for what you will. He's a celebrity vegan. That's exactly how I feel. I always have a, a, a grain of salt for celebrities. Well, he should have just walked right back out. Would have been a powerful statement for animal rights. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Vegan Pundit, but I don't think that he's that kind of like an activist type. I think that he made the best of it the way he could. He did make that comment. He's like, oh, and I'm sure, I remember when they when they put the mic in his face, he even said, and I'm sure that all these dolphins consented to be here. Uh, when he said that, I was like, shit, dude, not bad. You know, uh, should he just walked out? Would he be called? A, would he be called crazy and difficult to work with? Would he have been called a person that? Would he? Would he have been sued because he didn't fulfill his contractual obligation to be there? Because these guys also sign contracts that they have to promote the films they're in. Otherwise, he wouldn't be there. He wouldn't be there at all. Because why does he give a shit? He's got a, a team of actors who can go promote the film. He doesn't need to promote it. But he signed a piece of paper saying he will show up to all of these dates. So. I think that, I don't know, I think, he's, I think he's the real deal. Probably has spoken the most about animal rights than his fellow vegan celebrities with that one statement. Yeah, I agree, probably, probably. This new info Sky is talking about makes me rethink a little. Hope he speaks more about that and says it publicly that he's not doing it anymore. So hope the promoters do this anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when it happened, Jigger, I was like, I was like, when that happened, if I were him, I'd be like, I want all you motherfuckers fired. I want all of you fired for doing this. You know I'm vegan. You put me here. How dare you? I want the person who organized this whole trip fired. That's what I would have thrown such a fit as soon as I got off stage. And so according to him, he kind of did. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Disney's hard to go up against. All the catering was plant-based and even told people who wanted animal foods they had to get it from down the road and eat away from the rest. Yeah, that's what he did on the set of Avatar 2. So, James Cameron, he likes the word futurevore better than vegan. So, I say, what the heck? Who died today? Bella Lugosi, Babe Ruth died, Margaret Mitchell, Elvis Presley died, Idi Amin, and Alfredo Stosner. Okay, well, Idi Amin, he died in Saudi Arabia. He was, uh, he was, uh, where, where was he from? He was from Uganda. That's right. He was the Ugandan dictator. He was a uh, not a good dude. Killed a lot of people. Can you imagine? Like he was only in power for eight years. And Idi Amin is considered like one of the worst dictators in history. He was only there for eight years and he had to live in exile until he died in Saudi Arabia. These guys always end up the same way. These stupid dictators make a bunch of money. But it's Elvis Presley's. Elvis Presley died today. Taken too early. Of course, Babe Ruth taken too early. Bela Lugosi, the most famous person to ever play Dracula. So, but... I think Elvis Presley, everyone knows who Elvis Presley was. Definitely not a vegan. Definitely not a vegan. But how do you, I mean, Elvis, right? I remember watching all those Elvis movies as a kid because, you know, they all came out in the 60s. But when I was a kid, I mean, they were good, wholesome fun with the guitar and the, you ain't know the boat. I was just playing Hound Dog a couple days ago because we had a dog in the house. We were dog sitting, and I decided, ah, oh, what dog? What what song do I know that the dog can play? <laughs> the, the dog will like, and I sang "Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog." Of course, a Mama Thornton song. 
Um, but Big Mama Thornton, she made it famous, but Elvis Presley took it, took it to the stratosphere. So, yeah, Elvis Presley. I hope you guys have a better day than Elvis Presley, who died today in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, died died next to the next to the toilet, supposedly, uh, of a drug overdose or complications because of drugs. So, hope you have a better day than Elvis. Are, are you the vegan Elvis? Is, am I the vegan Elvis? Can I be the vegan Elvis? I'm too old. But maybe somebody can be the vegan Elvis. Who's the vegan Elvis? Maybe Joey Carbstrong is the vegan Elvis because we have... We have the vegan Jesus. We have Ed Winters as vegan Jesus. We need American. The American Elvis has got to be the American, right? It can't be Australian. I think. I think. Uh, I think Joey Carbstrong's like the like the vegan Ned Kelly. Joey Carbstrong's the vegan Ned Kelly. <laughs> Elvis died because of drugs. I didn't know this. Yeah, he died because of drugs. He died because of pills. Yeah, complications from pills that uh, he basically had a. Supposedly had like a stroke, pulmonary embolism type of thing because he died. Pharma killed Elvis. If he's dead, says Gorick. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the new movie, Elvis? Plus Francis uh, Ford Coppola's daughter. What's her name? Sophia Coppola. She's making a movie called Priscilla Presley. It's called Priscilla. So we'll get another story about Elvis. I think it's weird that they keep on making movies about Elvis. It's like uh, my mom saw Elvis live and she was uh she's dead so how many people how many people alive even know about elvis i don't know why they keep on making elvis movies elvis really couldn't even dance well he could kind of dance you can't see what's going on down here but let me tell you i'm shaking i mean he could shake i mean a rock star doing drugs no way you know what's funny i think he's kind of like the first rock star to really let everyone know that drugs Drugs and rock and roll are a problem, but he had like prescriptions and stuff. You know, John F. Kennedy was on a lot of drugs too because people used to just be like, "Yeah, take all these amphetamines and get back out on the road, keep going." You know, like that. He had all these, but he had Addison's disease too. Kennedy did, but a lot of those guys in the '60s, doctors would be like, "Here, yeah, take these uh, vitamin injections," and they were like amphetamines, and just give you a bunch of pills. I think there's a little bit of ignorance, but also just just this capitalist idea, like get that monkey back on the stage. Get back on the stage, monkey. Dance, 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 dance. Get back on the stage. And I think that's how Elvis, Elvis, and I think also, um, I think uh, I think Michael Jackson to a, to a large degree was also just an exploited individual, you know, just kept keep giving him drugs. When I had long hair, my buddy Henry says I was vegan. Vegan Rican Jesus. <laughs> vegan Rican. You're like vegan Rico Suave, Jigger. I think you look like Rico Suave. He's like one of my favorites. Was he Puerto Rican? I think he was Puerto Rican. They want to keep the American dream alive, and Elvis is the perfect figure for this. Oh, maybe that's why. I don't know. I, I love the Baz Luhrmann. By the way, Baz Luhrmann's Australian, and he made the Elvis movie. I thought it was really good. I liked it. Tom Hanks as the colonel. Um, I thought it was really good. But um, but I, I think it's weird that they keep making Elvis movies. Like, we ain't got a new guy. Can't we make a... Uh, why can't we make a Kurt Cobain movie? Can't we do that? I think a Kurt Cobain movie would be better. I don't know. In fact... I don't even like these movies about dead rock stars, but I'll probably go see Sofia Coppola's movie. She hasn't made a good one in a while, but I do like Sofia Coppola. It's been a while since she made a good movie, but if it's any, 
If it's interesting at all, I'll go see the Priscilla movie. It looks pretty cool. <laughs> vegan Rican. Um, Jigger, you know what? I, I've been trying to get in touch with the vegan pirates down there in, in Puerto Rico. So I hope that we're, I hope we're cool. I want to, I want to see if they're Hollywood released rehashed the already rehashed material. No way. Yeah, I know it's horrible, but this is the world we live in rehash, rehash, redo, redux. I mean, how many times have I seen? I remember when they came out with apocalypse now redux and I was like, by the way, that's how I learned the word redux. I was like, what is redux? <laughs> Why is it called apocalypse now redux? And I was like, oh, Apocalypse Now is such a cool movie when I saw it when I was a kid. And so I watched it and I was like, I don't even notice the difference between Apocalypse Now and Apocalypse Now Redux. Just like I remember when they came out with the Richard Donner version, the Richard Donner director's cut of Superman Part 2. And I'm like, why am I watching this shit? God damn. Why do they keep on rehashing old sh Disney's coming out with another Snow White? Why are you... Why are you coming out with another Snow White? Like, Snow White, you know that Snow White, adjusted for inflation, is the biggest money-making animated feature of all time? Of all time. And it was the first, it was the very first full-length animated feature. And they're remaking it as a live-action CGI fuckfest. Why? Why? I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to curse in the morning. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, vegan pirates, I heard, I think they're a Puerto Rican um, vegan activist team. I wanna see a documentary on Danny DeVito's life. That would be pretty good. Danny DeVito's life, a documentary on, doc, a documentary or who would play him in the, uh, would, would Peter Dinklage play, play, do you think Peter Dinklage could play Danny DeVito? <laughs> who would play Danny DeVito in the movie? Oh, John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo could play him. John Leguizamo plays Danny DeVito in the biopic of Danny DeVito's life. I love it. John Leguizamo. I think he could do it. Sid and Nancy. That was a good one. That was a good one. But they didn't make it five times, did they, Jonesy? Why do we keep on seeing movies about Elvis's life? We get it. You're poor. You're a hick. You're rich. You're a hick. You're rich. You're dead. That's it. That's the whole movie. You're poor. You're a hick. <laughs> You're a poor hick. You get rich, but you're still a hick. You're famous, still a hick. And so you're dead. That's 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 the story of Elvis, unfortunately. A very talented hick, no doubt. I love Elvis music. I think Elvis is incredible. But he basically was a hick that uh, the industry took advantage of and used in a way that was like um, like a, like a pair of gloves. They like a pair of vinyl gloves. Because <laughs> guy's swearing on stream by accident. Dang it, I keep on trying not to. By Frank on Always Sunny Gorick, have you seen Taxi? Oh my god, you need to see Taxi. If you think Frank is his best character, you need to see Taxi. There's five seasons of Taxi that you need to see, my friend. It's one of the best sitcoms ever made. Go watch Taxi. It was his first TV show. It's, it's phenomenal. You need to watch it. If you think, if you love Frank at, in, um, in Always Sunny, then you do, just watch Taxi. You'll love it. I promise. Gorick, you'll love it. 
New ideas are heavily frowned upon in Hollywood. I'm still hoping it's a fad and people will come up with new stuff again. Do you know why people don't like new ideas in Hollywood? Because they cost money. You know what doesn't cost money? Snow White. They already wrote it. They already have it all. They have all the songs written. They have all that shit. They've had it for a hundred years. They don't need to worry about paying anybody. They just need to pay a bunch of actors half half of nothing, and then they make a movie. That's why they. That's why they don't want new ideas, because new ideas cost money. They hate new ideas because to them, that goes in the loss part of the profit loss statement. That's what they care about. They don't want to spend money. Yeah, please watch it. I can't wait to hear you what you say. On the first episode, you'll realize what I mean. The first episode is the is the only the first episode of Taxi is the only time in history a joke about about Danny DeVito actually worked because no one knew who he was. It's the only time that joke worked and it was the best thing ever. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. It's before you have to imagine seeing it and he, no one knows who Danny DeVito is. You're watching Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3, Grumpy Vegan Granddad. Yeah, half of nothing. That's more than I'm here. I'm earning. <laughs> uh, just watching Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3. Great. You can see uh, a movie with an animal rights message that doesn't care about animal rights. What a weird thing. Because, it's, because the, the theme is good for storytelling. Yeah. All those bacon, peanut butter, marshmallow. It's so funny. Everyone says that about Elvis, but his favorite sandwich was peanut butter and banana, fried peanut butter banana sandwich. And everyone's like, oh, Elvis had it with bacon. Not true. His mom made him peanut butter and banana sandwiches. But later on when he was rich and a hick, he ended up eating a bunch of garbage because he was a rich hick. That's what people do when they get rich. Better to retread the old crap. Well, cheaper. It's cheaper to retread the old crap and they'll still make money. I guarantee you the new Snow White will still make a billion dollars. So what do they care? How They just want, they just want to not spend so much. That's why we keep on getting garbage movies like, uh, like Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, the reason why they keep making them is because they're cheap. Because they're cheap. You only got to pay a couple stars. The rest are like B-movie B, B actors. Everyone's a B-movie actor. There's like one or two stars and uh, a bunch of pyrotechnics. It's just cheap. That's why they want it. You're recovering. Half of nothing. Yeah, it's on Disney. I don't even have Disney, but I saw it in theaters. It's fine. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, if you want to, you know, it's fine. Can't wait to watch it, especially the animal testing message of the movie. Yeah, it's got animal testing message because that's a compelling storytelling device, but it's not really about animal testing. I don't know how movies make animal rights messages and that wasn't even on purpose. You know how many movies have vegan messages? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why, but but Jigger, that's because the vegan message is a compelling story device. It's such a good story if you think about it, right? A, an animal who's almost like a human is the underdog who's being beaten, being oppressed, being hurt, and then the story comes out. There's a there's an automatic tension. There's an automatic conflict that's so obvious, right? It's so obvious. Don't test on animals for the purposes of the film. Because also in the movies, they always have like, why are they testing on the animals? 
they're testing on the animals because of the dumbest, most horrible reasons, right? It's like they never test on them to like cure cancer in the movies. They're always testing on them to do something really stupid. So it's real easy to say, okay, this is a bad guy. This is a good guy. And here's the conflict. That's why you have Charlotte's Web written by um, White. Uh, what's his name? E.B. White. E.B. White wasn't vegan. He wasn't even vegetarian. But E.B. White also said the greatest, the greatest, um, the greatest betrayal. That's what he said. The greatest betrayal in the history of the world is that of the farmer and the animal. And he wasn't vegetarian, but he understood how powerful that device was. So when he wrote um, Charlotte's Web, it was so obvious to everybody. It was such a great story because that's what he does. He writes stories. He doesn't give a shit about the animals. The message speaks to almost every human being. Exactly right. We are animal. What, what should be scary is that these stories aren't that people don't understand these stories and take them to heart. And then when they leave the movie theater, like Avatar Part 2 was about harvesting whale brains so that people stop aging on Earth. Harvesting alien whale brains so that people stop aging on Earth. And yet, I'm, I'm looking around, people crying about these whales, and uh, they're, all eating, they're all eating nachos and hamburgers and shit. You know what I mean? That's what's scary to me. Chicken Run 2 coming out. <laughs> Hopefully they really go full force to the vegan mention. I hope so too. Charlotte's Web this year, some pig. Some pig. Guys, only now tune in. Paul Campbell, I'm saying goodbye. Paul Campbell all the way in Galloway, Ireland. Thank you so much for being here, but I am tuning off right now. Today, it's Wednesday, so it's a little bit different. We have Jess McKay on the show tonight. I hope that you'll join me. Until then, <sighs> Thanks, everybody. I hope you have a better day than Elvis. I hope you have a better day than Elvis, everybody. I hope you have a better day than Elvis. It's Peace. so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Go fuck themselves. This is a shot of all Guys, uh, tomorrow, I'm really excited about tomorrow because we have this, we have David C. Arenas coming on. And tomorrow at 5 p.m., I think it's going to get a little controversial because I really want to talk with him about kind of purist, abolitionist stance, vegan ethics. So if you're into like some pretty intense shit, I'm sure most of you know who David C. Arenas already is. But he's an activist down in South America, and um, he's coming on tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I think that you're going to enjoy it. On Friday, we have Islam, uh, Shabnam Islam. She is a an, another vegan um, influencer. She does. She is the spokesperson for VKind, who is pushing this idea of a veg economy, which is something that's near and dear to my heart, which we talk about 
a lot on this show that if you want a chiropractor, try to find a vegan chiropractor, that type of stuff. Yeah, David's coming on. Pretty cool, right? And it'll be spicy for sure. I can't wait for it. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so we've got really cool guests this week. And tonight we have uh, we have Jess on, who I'm really exp- excited to talk about because we haven't talked in about a week. And um, I'm really excited to hear what his new plan is. He's got some interesting plans. What do you think of this light? What do you think about this light? Is this okay? What do you think? Do I look okay in this one? I need some feedback on the lighting. I'm so self-conscious. I had the lighting exactly how I wanted it when it was... when. Anyway, guys, don't forget to like the friggin' video for God's sake. Don't forget to share one of the one of the shorts. If you have a short, a short that you like, I'm making so many shorts. Please share them anywhere. Just share them anywhere, please. And um, I'll talk to you later. Illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. I'm so glad you're here. And um, I'm, I'm truly grateful that I get to hang out with you every morning. Bye, everybody.